One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One. Shout out my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Kramer for 2.5 seconds. Shout out Certified Mama's Boy. And also, shout out Certified Mama's Boy for remaining number two podcast in the country in podcast magazine. The Kramer and Jess podcast is number three, and we have been for a couple months now. And if you don't know, my boyfriend Garage Boys podcast in the garage is also also made the top 50 um, of December 2020. He is at number 37. For everyone that voted for us and that continues to listen and just like hang out, thank you so much. Honestly, the coolest thing for me, I, I never pay attention to stuff like that. Kramer is like all about it. I just show up and hope it works out. <laughs> but, but what was really special, seeing all three of us on this list that is being compared to so many other podcasts who like, like these people are super popping, they're famous and popular and have teams and all this crazy equipment. And I think for Kramer to go through what he went through and just started a podcast with his mom because that's what his heart told him and he's just, you know, in his apartment and his mom and her you know nancy just has like a setup in the in the living room and then garage boy just records his stuff <laughs> in our closet the fact that you guys just accept us for who we are as we are and welcome us wholeheartedly has been the most special thing to experience so thank you to everyone it means the world and it's been really cool to do this with you so hmm Update on my life, a couple things I need to address and that I need to figure out currently is um, I want a kitten. Now, the reason why I don't have a kitten right now is because Garage Boys said that we need to handle other responsibilities and pay other things off before we add another expense to our list of things that we pay for and are catching up on. Moving out here was very expensive and you know, we have to handle all this, all the annoying adult things. But so I am really struggling with, I swear to you, every day, it, I have to force myself not to go to a shelter and just get a cat myself and just have him show up at home and it just be here already. And I know, like, I'm scared. Honestly, y'all, I'm scared of myself because I am losing a little bit of the self-control and I'm really trying to be better at that because I feel like I know you have to pick and choose your battles I know you have to compromise blah 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 all of that shit and I think for the most part you know I get what I want but this I am really trying to be responsible and not pull some shit like that because that is totally something I would do but I don't know. I'm just like, I really, I really want a kitten. Like, it's just, it's driving me nuts. And I'll just be sitting here and I'm like, I'm like manifesting this kitten. I'll just be like looking off into the distance and I can see it already. Like I see it walking in our apartment. Like I know it's meant to be here. And I don't know if it's meant to be here or if it's just because I want it so badly. But there's a very good chance I may just go get one and then deal with the consequences. But I don't know. Also... I mean, I understand it's going to be expensive because I'm also not just going to get some regular ass litter box out in these streets. Like I cannot, I'm obsessed with cats, but like the litter box literally makes me want to pull my hair out. It's the worst thing on the planet. 
And I think I have PTSD because I'm going to give you like some side side shit. I used to live with Ethan Cole. He was on the radio in San Diego. Um, he's a night guy over there. And I don't know if you know, but I, Ethan and I lived together. Um, he became one of my one of my really, really good friends. And he just, I had just broken up with my ex-boyfriend, low-key homeless, didn't know what I was going to do. And I think it was the next day. He was the first human that I came into contact with, aside from like me calling my mom and freaking out and not knowing what I was going to do and what my next move was going to be and where the fuck I was going to go. But I had to like record shows and stuff. So I went to the station hoping I'm not going to see anybody because I looked terrible. And then Ethan was there. <laughs> Poor Ethan just out, just, just trying to live his life, minding his own damn business. And he's like, hey. And like obviously sees me in the studio. I, I, look, I look like shit. He's like, are you okay? <laughs> and in true Jessica fashion, I just exploded and was like, I'm not okay. I, I just, this is what just happened. I'm going to be homeless. I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like freaking the fuck out. And it just so happened that someone he was living with just had to leave. And they still had the room to pay for. I think they only had like a few months left of the lease that they were on. But him and his roommate were just going to have to split the price of that third room that was going to be empty. So he was just like, dude, like, just come live with me. I'll only charge you like 600 bucks. And like 600 bucks for a room in San Diego is like, that's actually your own room. It's fucking amazing. And like, you can stay with us, you know, and it'll, it'll be fine. And I will always, always be thankful to him for doing that for me. But <laughs> so I'm moving with Ethan and his other roommate. <sighs> and his other roommate will call him uh I don't want to use his real name. And I'm and I'm not talking shit cuz I've said this to I mean we got in fights about this shit and I said this shit to his face. And I love him dearly. Let's call him let's call him guy with the good hair cuz this man had amazing hair. The guy with the good hair had two cats. And one of the cats was super cool, super affectionate almost like too affectionate but like it was like i don't know i don't know why i got like pervy vibes from this cat like have you i don't know and i know that sounds crazy but like just the way the cat would like i don't know i just felt like there was somebody in that cat and he was a perf but he at least just wanted affection and he was he wasn't like scary or anything right but then he had this other cat and this cat she was so old, like so old. And she was supposed to die so many times. And like, you know, obviously like, thank God she didn't like, you know, and I think she's still alive right now. God bless her heart, whatever. But there was something about this cat and she was terrifying. Okay. So when I'd have to wake up early for the morning show, I would wake up and she would just like, I'd go into the hall and turn on the light and this bitch would just be sitting there just sitting there staring at me, almost like waiting for me to come out of my room. I got the scariest most like haunted vibes from this cat and I would just I would be afraid of her I literally was afraid of her I'd walk around her I'm just like something is wrong with her energy and I'm not trying to mess with it that's another reason why I don't go to haunted places I don't go to haunted things like I feel that shit so heavy and I believe in that stuff so much that I hate haunted stuff because I feel like we're pissing them off like when you go on those haunted tours if you believe in it or not Let's just say these ghosts out here, right? Obviously, they're pissed. Obviously, they don't want to be here. Obviously, they're trying to get to the next wherever and whatever that is. So it's like when we go to their homes and like 
fuck around and think it's all like funny paranormal activity want to record shit like they're mad and i'm not trying to make anybody upset i will never ever ever go to haunted things because i don't want to upset them and i don't want them to attach to me and like scare me and follow me in my dreams okay so anyways this cat creepy as fuck so two cats constantly shitting whatever right well guy with the good hair put the litter box in the bathroom so anytime me and guy with the good hair had to share the bathroom and the bathroom was terrible like it was disgusting it was disgusting like and i and i can't and the way i was raised i'm like on my hands and knees scrubbing the tub the toilet everything that's how my mom like i could not leave unless the bathroom was spotless so that is what i am accustomed to that's what i do and so when i got to this house that was just boys for a while because the previous roommate had left i'm just like what the fuck and then obviously because guy with good hair had the bathroom to himself there's litter everywhere and it was just it was terrible and he would not oh my god he would not clean the cat box every day and it's like you have to clean the cat box every day if you're gonna have two cats but he wasn't even cleaning this cat box like weeks at a time okay it was it was horrifying so since then it was just it was terrible it, it was honestly i have ptsd from that litter box because there was just like litter everywhere it was carried throughout the house all that kind of shit and obviously that's not how it's going to be at my house but i also cannot have a litter box in the bathroom and also like if you have guests over when they're peeing or something like they don't want to sit there and also look at cat shit while they're shitting it's just not the business so what i want to do is i saw these things online and I don't know exactly what it is. Let me see. What are they called? I'm breathing so heavy. My heart is beating so fast. Like, I'm so... God, this just gets me so riled up. Okay, let me see. Cat box. Um, that looks like furniture. Cat box furniture. Okay. So, if you Google cat box furniture, you'll see, like, decorative side table cat litter box cover. So, basically, what this is, it looks like a like an end table or a side table, that thing is completely over the litter box. So you have no idea. It could just be like a piece of furniture, right? Like the nice ones, like this one's like 114 bucks. This one is $70, but that's the thing. Like I don't want this one 77, oh fuck. Also, I'm gonna have to get something under it because I don't want the litter box to like carry through the house. Litter box enclosure, $105. See, that's what I'm saying, but this is what I need. I don't want it to look like a litter box and I want to put like a plant over it so it looks super not gross. And I have to get all those things. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Oh God, do I do it? Do I just go? What's the worst? I mean, how bad would that be if I just go to a shelter, get a kitten, get everything myself, right? He shows up and it's set up and I just don't say anything and I just sit there. I don't think he could take it. I've put him, I put him, I put him through so much. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to think about it. <sighs> Fuck. Like, really? Could he, like, what would he do? Make you make, make me take back the kitten? You know? I don't know. When we took it to air, the, the goal is a kitten before Christmas, but I don't know how likely that is. He's not really budging on it, but I don't know. So there's that. Also, Garage Boy is going to be on my family Christmas card. <laughs> I don't even, my mom, here's the deal with this. My mom asked me to give her like some suggestions for our family Christmas card. 
we honestly haven't sent one in a while. So this is like new. Um, and I'm like looking through pictures of us. And then we took a picture, me, Garage Boy, my dad, my mom, and my sister in front of the Pendry here when they were visiting. Super, super cute picture. Honestly, honestly, we all look really good. Like all whatever questioning aside of having my boyfriend of 11, 11 months on my Christmas card for my family to send out all of those details aside, we look really good in this picture. So I asked my mom and she was like, yeah. And also some side side shit. My mom is like something that's kind of been annoying me is my mom has always wanted a son. She's been very vocal about this. I know this. I've been knowing this. She's always wanted a son. She's always wanted boys. She always would remind me of this. And I think maybe because she grew up with brothers, my mom was a tomboy, total opposite of me. Uh, And like my mom even told me that if, if we went to high school together, she wouldn't be my friend, which is rude, but I get it's fine. I've accepted it already. When she had told me that for the first time, I was like, excuse me. So low key, I kind of feel like I am karma and I have been put in her life to help her and teach her lessons to deal with people like me because I think she's avoided people like me her entire life. And now, and now look at, she loves me. And what do you know? See, give everybody a chance. Anyways, so she's, she's always wanted boys. And now that like garage boys in our life and he's super involved and you know whatever i've just noticed that she is just like she loves him and she's so nice to him and like my mom is never nice to anyone that quickly and i'm almost like jealous in a sense because like i had to earn that from my mother like i like like you know it took us a long time to get to where we are And then Garage Boy just walks in and she's like, I got him Christmas pajamas and I got him a Christmas mug. So when we're drinking coffee, he can drink hot chocolate because he doesn't like coffee. And I'm like, how do you know he doesn't like coffee? I told you that one time. Like, are you taking notes? Like, what the fuck? So there's that. Anyways, I'm really happy they have a great relationship. It's awesome. Anyways, so I'm like, hey, look at this picture. Garage Boy's in it. What do you think about this one? All in. Immediate. No question. She's like, yes, I love it. I love it. I'm like, cool. She's like, well, we need to ask your dad about it. And I was like, oh, okay. You don't want to handle that for me? That's fine. I'll do it myself. So Kramer and I called him and he was like, no. <laughs> at, first, <laughs> at first he said no. I also caught him at a really bad time. He was working. I also do this thing where sometimes I don't, uh, I'm not really taking into consideration maybe if my dad is working or if he's flustered or if it was the perfect time I just kind of texted him real quick and I was like hey can I ask you a question so when I brought up the Christmas card my dad was like what no what are you talking about that's crazy and I thought my mom would have mentioned it to him but she didn't so you know just left in the dark like that I guess but it was my responsibility to ask him and I did and at first he said no and he was kind of like freaking out about it but then I talked to him and kind of expressed to him that it would be cool to have him on the card and I don't know I just I wanted to feel included like I don't know is that crazy I don't know anyways long story short he ended up saying yes and he's totally cool with it now but now they both said yes and I was all for it now I'm like is that crazy I don't know why I'm like nervous about it now so but when we did talk about this on the air, what I thought was a cool point, because this was like totally split down the middle when we opened this discussion up to callers. People would call in and they're like 
absolutely not. This is too soon. The Christmas card is sacred. And then you would have people on the other hand be like, it's 2020. Fuck it. Live your life. Also, it's a reflection of what happened that year, which I thought was really, really cool. <laughs> One lady said, this woman says, she's like, we put babies on a Christmas card and we've only known them for nine months. What's the difference with an adult? I was like, girl, what? <laughs> I don't even think that's comparable. But the fact that she said that was hilarious but yeah totally split down the middle everybody had opinions all over the place about this but something that did stick with me was one person said you know if we send out these cards obviously everything going on with 2020 not everyone in my life that is important to me that would be getting a christmas card has had a chance to meet him or like know who he is so i think having him on the card would be a really cool way to introduce him like that and also to show that like this is someone that my family supports and that they're happy that he's in my life and i i really liked that because having him be involved with my family and having them have a good relationship with him is very very important to me um, so that's cool and I'm happy about it. But now I'm just like, I don't know why I got nervous about it because we, we talked about it today. My dad was like, yeah, he can be on the card. Woo-hoo. And then everything was cool. And then I was like, low key, I expected him not to be OK with it. And now that he is, I don't know why that makes me nervous. So when those go out, I will definitely post a picture and show you guys. I feel like they'll be cute. I don't know why I feel weird about it, but it's fine. What else has been going on? I had therapy last week. It was good. It was really good. I I love therapy because she, I, I um, talk on the phone with this woman. Her name is Susan Harris. I've posted about her on my social media. If you have questions or you, you know, need recommendations of somebody or whatever, um, you can always hit me up on Instagram and I'll kind of share with you my experience. It's a lot of, it's like therapy, spiritual healing, stuff like that. And I don't know why, but I feel like I wait too long before I have a session with her. And I don't know if it's because sometimes I, when I feel like I'm having an issue or certain things are coming up, I'm almost like disappointed that I'm struggling with them and I want to handle them on my own, which I think instead I just need to be proud of my growth and how far I've come and it's okay that I still struggle with certain things but I think sometimes it's hard for me to acknowledge stuff that I thought I had dealt with you know so those are some things I've been dealing with and you know I didn't even notice but like randomly I would just be feeling like down or whatever and I couldn't necessarily pinpoint where that discomfort was coming from because that's it's like been it's been annoying and this and this is what I can compare it to because this is for real so and this is again some side 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 I had to change birth controls when I got here and when I when I got it they said that it's very because they didn't have the one that I had been taking and they said the one that I had been taking was like generic or whatever so it was like chill so they're giving me like another generic one that is very similar to it which is fine but keyword similar not the same so as of late, I've been trying to I've been trying to see if my birth control has been affecting me in any way, like has been affecting my emotion or my mood or something, right? Because she's been popping off and I've I've been like emotional about shit. But the thing that sucks though is like I don't know if I am super emotional because of my birth control change or if I'm super emotional because I've been going through things that would naturally make me emotional because I'm already naturally an emotional person or because of like COVID-19 and like like everything that has been going on in our lives. So it's been super frustrating because I'm like, am I crazy or not? Or is it, you know what I mean? So I really have no way of knowing if like my birth control is like cool and if it's had any sort of effects on me 
or my body because of there's so much other shit going on. So like, I don't know. So that's why when I had been feeling down or I'm almost like in airplane mode because we're getting towards the end of the year and it almost feels like I'm just kind of dragging feet. You know what I mean? Like we're just we're just so close. We're just trying to finish this shit out. You know what I'm saying? We just trying to go through. So I couldn't understand like why I had been feeling like meh, whatever. So I had therapy and obviously that helped me. Duh. And see, that's the thing, too. If we're feeling like shit or whatever, just do what you need to do. Like make an appointment. We cannot put it off. We cannot put ourselves on the back burner and something that she helped me realize because I, I didn't even I didn't even know you know I think because everything has been starting it's finally like settling in like my life everything has been so fast you know like okay so we got the job okay we're gonna move so then you know the the anticipation leading up to the move and everything that had to be taken care of leading up to the move and then we're here but then we're like living in a hotel and we're still getting used to the area and then the show starts and then we're just like figuring out all of the the new show things and all the stuff we want to do with it and create with it and then we are looking for an apartment and then now we have an apartment and like it's just been one thing after another and now finally we are being able to sit in the life that we're about to have for the next two years as far as like it settling in that we are here just the two of us kind of just started happening i think not being able to go home for thanksgiving kind of like kicked that off a little bit but i didn't understand why i had been feeling a little honestly i don't know i couldn't even tell you what was going on like i couldn't and i think too when i am going through something that's like super super heavy without doing it on purpose almost like subconsciously i will block it out or put it so far back in my head that i won't deal with it so i don't have to deal with it and i was noticing like i wasn't talking to my friends as much or talking to like my parents or my sister as much as far as like facetiming them it was weird it was weird and i then i i realized that after talking about it and also once she brought it to my attention i was like yeah that is it I was not talking to them as much because it was almost like depressing me. Like seeing them on the phone and like FaceTiming them would literally put me in such a deep sadness for like hours after. And then what sucks though is because so I'm like avoiding these calls and these conversations and I'm doing more bad than good. I'm just pushing them further away from me than like dealing with it. And I don't want to do that. And I was having a hard time just being able to have conversations with them without making me sad. But something that she said that helped me with this to change my perspective of of how I look at it is I can't think about my grandparents as far as like where they are because it doesn't matter if they're across the country from me or if they're next door, they're still my grandparents. And I think with all of us having to adjust on how much we can be together and who we can see and who we're able to see, if we try to think of it that way and focus on who they are to us and what they mean to us and what they've done for our lives and what they do for us in our life versus me being able to actually sit in the same room with them. I know that's not going to fix everything and I know that it's not the same, but it has definitely helped me when I look at it from that perspective instead of just almost obsessing over the fact that they're so far. And also she helped me realize that I went from being in my house with my family. I lived with my aunt and my uncle and my two nieces 
the last nine months I was in I was in San Diego, even though COVID was going on and COVID definitely helped me prepare to come here too. I think like if COVID didn't happen, my transition to this life would have been way more difficult because all I was doing was going to work and coming home and that was it. All of the like my social life had completely changed and the types of things I would do in my spare time completely changed. And that's when I really focused on work, fitness, changing my life in that way. And then I would just be home and I would just spend, and I'm, I'm already close to my family, but COVID definitely brought us even closer because we would just spend time together hanging out, you know? And also I'm, I'm getting all of this love, attention and affection from them. And then we, we come here and then it's just me and Garage Boy. And I realized that I was putting all of my eggs in one basket as far as like, only counting on him to get that love, attention, and affection. And it it wasn't healthy, to be honest, because one, that puts way too much pressure on him, but two, he can't be my only source of that. But she made me, she helped me understand that I almost am like, I'm like mourning in a sense, maybe even like detoxing and learning how to deal with that absence and having to learn how to fill those holes in different ways because I can't just like, fill that void with him you know I have to learn how to fill that void by myself and on my own so and like fitness has been a huge part of my life in like self-love but now I need to do more and now I need to figure out more things and I can't always put my source of love affection and attention in other people I have to be better at doing that myself so I kind of wanted to share that because I don't know if you are going through the same thing and maybe even having like issues in your relationship because of it, because I feel like without the ability to see that or acknowledge that you may want to blame your partner. Like you're not doing this enough for me or like, why aren't you doing this? Or you know what I mean? When really, I think a lot of us have had to cut out outside sources that would typically fill those holes for us because of our current situation. And now it's up to us to look into ourselves more and pay more attention to ourselves and what we need and what we like and what we can do to fill that void on our own and I don't know if any of us have really had to do that before because everyone talks about self-love everybody talks about self-care but have we really given a fuck about it (laughs) like this seriously has our mental health depended on it this much before I don't know I don't know if it has I know I haven't taken myself seriously this seriously before and what I need and what I can do to make myself happy on my own because obviously our friends and our family they make contributions our loved ones make contributions but we have to be the sole source of that and so for the first time I'm I'm having to learn to do that on my own so it's not your fault it's not their fault I think we just have to adjust but that was a huge realization for me and I'm really happy that I'm able to see that. So now I can work on it, you know? Like, do I feel 100% better? No, but now I have the tools to be better and and work on that, which I'm, I'm really excited about. And one thing that I'm thankful for is I think this year has definitely helped us see what matters and given us the time to work on ourselves. As far as the whole, what do you want for Christmas thing? As I've gotten older, me wanting things for Christmas kind of fades away more and more and more being an adult. I don't want the sparkly necklace from Limited 2 anymore. I just want a toothbrush or a jacket or socks because my feet are cold. (laughs) Like what? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want, I want to ask my mom for a blanket. But I think uh, this year more than anything, when my my mom and my nana would ask me what I want for Christmas, like I, I really couldn't think of a thing that I wanted more than just being with them. And I am thankful. If there's anything this year has taught me, is the ability to understand and appreciate more than I ever have in my entire life. The value of people, people that I don't want in my life anymore or that I shouldn't have in my life anymore and then people that I can't survive without. So I am super thankful for that. So those are some things that I've learned this week. I hope it can help you in any way. If you want to talk to me or have any questions about Susan Harris, who I've seen, how she's helped me in my life, I'm more than happy to talk to you about that. You guys can hit me up on IG at just do it, J-E-S-S-D-U-I-T-T. That's gonna, that's gonna be all for me today. <sighs> like right now, I could literally get in my car and go get a cat. Like no, like no hesitation. I would do it right now, but I won't, I won't. That's my challenge. Hold me to it. I want to compromise on this. I want to be able to be in control of myself and my emotions and other people's feelings other than my own and wait to get a kitten when we both agree on it. Okay? That's what I need your help. I need your help. The accountability. Because I feel like if I just go get a cat, that's very selfish of me. And I know that. See, I'm telling you right now. I, I, I can acknowledge this, but does that mean I'm... I'm not going to go get a cat. I don't know. I don't know. But I just got to chill. You know what I mean? So just hold me. If you if you see me with a kitten on Instagram, I swear y'all better come at, just be like, bitch, what the fuck did you say? And if I say I don't give a fuck, then I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to wait. I love you. I hope you have an amazing week. And I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.